Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Wrestling. I'm back. Jamie's back. I'm back. If you haven't noticed, hope I- you missed me. <laughs> I I missed you. <laughs> I I posted right after we I put out that that tiny little schmidgen of a podcast. Yes. Earlier uh, this week, and I was. I guess in a completely different time warp than anything else. Cause I thought it was like 25, 30 minutes of me talking. I posted and looked on Spotify later on. It was like 14 minutes. Wow. So, uh, to show you how far behind I am. I haven't even finished rampage. Well, don't tell them that. Well, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> you be, be honest. I'm not that type of, of podcast host. Well, know? that's okay. Cause today we're not going to be talking about rampage. We'll be talking exactly, strictly about WWE. I'm, this is why exactly. I'm not worried about it. We're talking about WWE. And we're going to do things a little bit differently today. We're going to talk about SmackDown. We're going to talk about Survivor Series slash War Games. And we're going to talk about Raw from the week that we are posting this. So it's a little bit different, but this is just how things work out. And it is the holiday season. I am a crafter. So, you know, I had to work. So my apologies. If you, if you missed us, thanks. I appreciate you listening. Well, they didn't miss me. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a, there's a 14 minute podcast of strictly my just voice you. actually that's that's this no wait i deleted that first episode oh i didn't even listen to it see it shows you just how busy I've wow been. you don't even listen to our own podcast I, not that one wow <laughs> i haven't had a chance but let's do this let's catch up let's talk wwe smackdown so, so we were going to do this actually real quick before before you even start uh-huh. i didn't want you to talk let's, okay let's go back the story of my life we're not going show <laughs> by show we're going pretty much storyline by storyline yeah instead so of rather go in, ahead. instead of doing it to where a, B, C, D, E, F, G happened in Raw and then, or SmackDown and then whatever happened at Survivor Series and then whatever happened at Raw, we just kind of consolidate, we're going to consolidate everything and just kind of go over everything. And I think a good spot to start would be uh, the Raw women's roster, I guess, like the major storyline, which sure. is, has been the uh, five versus five. We started off with SmackDown with Bianca Belair coming out uh, and with, with company in tow to announce the fifth member. Uh, and it, of course, at this point, if you haven't figured it out, it was obviously Becky Lynch. She comes back. The man. The man after a long, long you know, time away from wrestling altogether from being injured after uh, her match with Bianca. I think it was four months. SummerSlam? No. Well, no, this was SummerSlam, so. No, this was Survivor Series. Now you're turning into me. It's okay. You've been out of the game for like eight days. So it you, was SummerSlam. You're like years, years behind in, in wrestling time. Yeah, this Anyways. was. This was uh becky lynch's first pay-per-view back was SummerSlam, and that's when everything happened with becky lynch and right. her getting hurt and unfortunately kind of putting a kibosh on that storyline but they picked up right where they left off four yeah. months ago becky coming out and finally kind of getting her her uh her outfits in check she didn't look like something that was on fashion week with condom hand gloves did you see that what? you didn't see that condom hand gloves I'll no have... see i've really been out of the loop I this wasn't that. even wrestling no, uh, no, no, th- real life. I don't past, know. This past like fashion week, past couple or a couple months ago, they duct taped a one of the models' hands. Actually, a lot of the models they stuck their hands in water-filled condoms and taped their arms. So obviously, the shirt that was coming down, you wouldn't be able to see the tape. But they walked out and they have their hands in condoms <laughs> filled with water. Look it up on the internet. It's 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 weird. It's I don't know. I don't get fashion. That's You're why not I wear, supposed to. That's why I wear they do that. Band t-shirts and wrestler t-shirts with whatever pants I have left over that don't have holes in them. <laughs> uh, but we, yeah, we started out with the announcement of Becky Lynch becoming back as the fifth member uh, that will be fighting against Damage Control. Uh, Nikki Ash, I'm sorry, Nikki Cross and uh, Rhea Ripley. Uh, but we also got a Becky promo, and she 
made a quote say basically saying no one wants to go to war until the man gets here. So right. she is definitely putting her her confidence back in place with the women's division. I'm I'm I For good reason. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, it was. And then of course, you know, just uh be the beginning of all this going down with Becky Lynch coming back. Everybody just kind of jumped into the ring and had this big fiasco. Everybody has to fight everybody. Oh, and, of course. And uh, we'll quickly say that there's really not a lot to talk about with SmackDown because that was pretty much it as far as what SmackDown did. It pretty much just set everything up for a Survivor Series. Thus, while we are kind of streamlining through it, through it. Uh, but what an interesting way to start off the night than that announcement with Becky Lynch. And then Survivor Series, we started the war games with the women's division. War Great games move. I, it, it took me by surprise. I figured they would have at least put this one third. Maybe definitely not. I, obviously, the bloodline was going to be the main event. For of course. But uh, this match was probably, other than the Finn Balor match, like for wrestling, Wise, this was probably the best match of the night. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think was, it was a great way to start off the night. It got me really hyped up. Mm-hmm. It, it got us having a good conversation about WWE right. clearly having the dominating force here with the women's I mean, we've division. We've said it weeks after weeks, and I hate saying it because I mean I, I I'm an AEW head, but I mean I'm wearing an acclaimed hat right now, you know. But it's one of those things. <laughs> Actually, where I'm I just, wearing a Willow Nightingale shirt. It's it's <laughs> so they, they just have a a, a more fleshed out uh, they have a lot of history with the women's division with everybody that's there they, they the majority do. of them came up with the nxt they've all have something to do with each other they all have this vast history with AEW, they don't really have that they have a a three-year history and they're still adding people soraya, soraya just got added to it jamie Hayter, who's been a recent addition in the mm-hmm. past year or so and like we, i just said willow willow is, is you know in there madison rain yeah but you got the nyla roses and the jade cargills that you know there there's not big storylines between everybody so right. you, you can't have you don't have a reason for these individuals to cross whereas wwe they got nxt they have the past honest to god the past 10 years of the women's division with absolutely these, like I, it's kind of weird we look at these you know these women like becky lynch sasha banks I know she's not in WWE right now, but these the, the four horsewomen right, of, of, of women's Bailey, wrestling, right? They're not new people to the game anymore. These are Absolutely like the, not. the veterans that are that are teaching the new generation. Exactly. So it's it's the people like Dakota Kai, Eo right, Sky, that right. are are fairly young. It's funny because we were actually talking about this the other day. I thought Eo Sky was like twenty. Turns out she's, she's my a, age. Yeah. She's like thirty two. But you know, it's like the next group of of people coming up and. Wow, what a way to start it off. Unfortunately, you know, being on Twitter like we are at CAW Wrestling Pod, if you haven't followed us. Cheap uh, Yeah, always. I learned from Mick Foley. Um, if you're on Twitter, there's just a lot of negative, unfortunately, with within the wrestling community. We get it all the time, just the two oh, of yeah. us, Mark and I. But um, these poor people that come out here and just give it their all get a lot of crap. And after this match, I just saw a lot of people giving a lot of crap for botches miss moves things like there was that. a handful of them but nobody's nobody's talking about the amount of moves that they did hit nobody's i don't talking think about... it tri- you know it, it was triumphant over mm. the amount of skill and the amount of entertainment that oh, yeah. was in this because that, like this you entire said entire match was it, there was never a dull moment no from beginning to end like you said that there's uh such so many dynamic storylines within this group that you could pair up one person against one person it was like eo when when she went up against oscar right there had like that inner in- encounter and then it could switch to another person and those two had mm-hmm. history with each other. So it was just really good. It was really good. And I ended up being the team Bianca 
ended up winning in the long run after everybody come, came in. I had a list of of everybody that came in, and I don't know what to do with it, like in order. Uh, but great I did too, but honestly, Series. I got so distracted because I was just really enjoying watching it. It's been happening a lot lately. <laughs> um, after that, we had Raw the next day. Uh, Becky Lynch did another promo uh, where she met Bob. If uh, Bob's it, famous now, Bobby. Bobby. He. Uh, she was out in the crowd. Uh, not Becky Lynch. Oh, my God. That is Becky Lynch. That is Becky Lynch. <laughs> Bailey came out in her super dominatrix mom outfit. Sure. Um, and got Dakota Kai and EO Sky to attack. They all rushed the uh the the stands and they were all fighting and that was kind of the end of it. Yeah, but you didn't you didn't talk about how she worked the crowd for like ten minutes asking oh, she people did. questions. Talk about Becky Lynch. Yeah. yeah. Oh she yeah. Just she went out and sat the there and she talked to Bob and she really amped this guy out. And then when yeah. Becky Lynch or uh, when here I go again when Bailey came out she said uh. Um, something about Bob sucks. And she said, Bob, Bob does not suck. suck. I'll tell you what though. And I said, I tweeted this out that other guy. Cause she talked to Bob who got a shout out Bob, regardless of him getting the clout from getting the, basically an interview from Becky Lynch had a sick X-Men hoodie. He it really was a did. Bright yellow, and it was clean. I got to respect that man. Cause it was, it was legitimately like, it was, good. It was a bright yellow with the X-Men logo. It looked like an old school, like X-Men cartoon logo. Right. And it was ye- bright yellow, yep. like fucking Wolverine yellow, so and it was pristine. And and there was a meme going around on Twitter of the whole Wolverine like laying in bed with the, with picture, the picture frame. It's got the picture of those two, and it was the picture of those it was, two. It's oh, great, great, it's great, Bob. But yeah, even even Bailey got some shots in on Bob, and yeah, and then that was pretty much it for the back and forth between these two factions. We well, ended up no, having... because they end up going out into the merch table. Well, oh, that's this right. wasn't the merch saw... table. Let's be honest. <laughs> This is the worst merch table because was, I just said I do craft shows. That was a terrible merch table. There was table. four tables set up with with uh like tablecloths, black tablecloths over them, and there was like maybe I don't know fifteen pieces of of memorabilia and a couple t shirts hung of up each. on fake you know boards. And it was just trash. They, it oh my god! There. It went back there. It was so good. Becky Lynch grabbed that chain, that fake ass gold chain did, with the WWE she, logo. She wrapped it around her hand and started beating people with it. And EO had to pretend like she got hurt from that plastic chain. But punched before, her in the lower back with a plastic chain. But then you didn't mention that. Then Bailey comes back and she just blasts her to oblivion with the lunchbox money yes, in the bank. Yes. And now Becky Lynch had to sell that, and Becky Lynch sold that All spot from Bailey. Girls. Better than Ronda Rousey sold Shotzi at the oh, pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, well, it was. That's not even a hot take. Those women just know how to sell because it was straight up plastic. All they four were getting of them. beat up. With. All four of them beat the shit out of each other with. And hot take or things. not. I mean, hashtag fire Ronda Rousey was yeah. tweeting this week. Ronda so. Rousey sucks. Uh, we also had a match between Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae, which kind of goes back to, you know, it's Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai. Who's who's beef before with Bianca, the team Bianca? Right, and Candace um, had been out for a while because she was beaten up by damage control. Right, and then the last little bit of this was we had a backstage promo between uh, Belair, Asuka, and Bliss, and during that, the Bray Wyatt's logo flashed behind her, and she kind of like zoned out with that just behind that thousand miles stare, and again nobody really noticed it except for obviously the fans. Um, and they went, they turned to her and said, what do you think? And she answered the question, but it wasn't the question they asked. So foreshadowing, foreshadowing, foreshadowing for, uh, I'm sure something with Bray Wyatt, which, oh, which is a great way to start talking about Bray Wyatt. I, that's why I'm kind of, I didn't, you, you've already figured out my plan. I did. Um, I'm good. Yeah, we've had a couple segments with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. I got my dates mixed up. Um, I know LA Knight originally had words with Bray Wyatt, which I was pretty sure it was on SmackDown. Um, 
And Bray Wyatt was like, let's bygones be bygones, you know, let's shake hands and whatever. And LA Knight stole him. He, he popped him in the jaw once. And LA Knight's like, all right, now we're even. Now we're even. You know, we're good. We're even. We're even. And Bray Wyatt, you know, is, you know, I've, I've been that guy. I've been that guy to where you're just trying to be the bigger man. You're just trying like, hey, listen, I'm not trying to make this into a big deal. Let's just whatever. You did some fucked up shit. I did some fucked up shit. Let's just let's just get on in life, you know. And he went to shake L.A. Knight's hand and L.A. LA Knight came up like L.A. Knight does and popped him in the jaw again. And Bray was not happy about that. No. And that's where that meme came from. That's, again, circling Twitter of. <laughs> Of Bray just looking super upset. Jamie um, has been away from wrestling, so her only in with wrestling uh, for the past eight days is Twitter memes. memes. Um, so we did talk about what Mark just said. We talked about that the other day. But then from there, basically what happened was um, LA Knight got attacked. And later Well, we don't on know if he got week, attacked. He, he, went got, through a, he went through a dark door. He said door he got a attacked. He said he, he said got he, attacked. He said he woke up under a bunch of, a bunch, under a bunch of stuff. Well, I mean, we saw it. We yeah. talked about it. It was like the drunk game, you know, where you stack a bunch yeah. of shit on people when they're, when they're drunk and then they wake up and they're like, oh my God, there's trash all over the place. So we talked about that, but then it basically led into Bray denying that he had anything to do with it. Of course. Of course. Well, I had nothing I mean, to do with it, I which think, I mean. I think that's what they're playing with is that right. it's not Bray. Right. That it's supposed to, be, it, it probably is physically Bray. Well, of course, I mean, But yeah. it's not mentally Bray. Ah, uh, yes. Because yes, yes. I think that's why he comes out every week and he, when he's in the ring. I'm Bray Wyatt. I'm just a man. I'm just the guy playing characters. Right. And they're not gonna, the fiend. And I think Uncle Howdy is either going to be Bo Dallas or he's going to be Bo Dallas, but like a different version, like a different voice in Bray Wyatt's head. And, right. And I, I'm sure it's going to be some, some fucking ass back. I got to stop swearing on this podcast. <laughs> some butt backwards, you know, <laughs> horror movie stuff, which I'm, I'm down yeah. for. It, it, I think it's reading great. It just. I don't know. I feel like they're going really slow with it. They're, they're really, really drawing slow, this out, which is a, a bad thing for WWE. They know how to drag things out way too long. Dexter Loomis and the Miz. Yo, for sure. And we'll talk about that. But uh, this whole Uncle Howdy thing, what he kept saying was, you're a liar. You're a liar. You wear the mask. And I don't know where this is going. I don't know if he's going to be facing Uncle Howdy or what this Who, is. Bray Wyatt or, or L.A. Knight? Either? Obviously, Bray, I, I think Bray know. Wyatt and L.A. Knight are going to have their match. I think sure. that's going to be Bray Wyatt's. I guess return match or did he ha- did he have one? I don't he think has not had, had a return match. No, he hasn't really interacted with anybody but L A L A Knight. No, um, I I kind of like it with L A Knight though. This is it's a I yeah. wasn't expecting him to be a part of this, but I also didn't know who to expect either. You right, know, with, right, and I think this is a good regard. little a good little like I think it's a good thing. I think it's going to end up having a nice little storyline. Maybe won't last too too long, but sure, I think but, it's going to be in the long run. But it's push be it good. forward. Let it happen this week. Let it happen next week. Yeah. Not yeah, too much well, we still got that. SmackDown to go, and there's a lot, you know, we, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of, you know, stuff about that come SmackDown, so. I hope they wrestle and they don't just talk, but. Well, you brought it up earlier, and we might as well just talk about it. Uh, we also had the Miz and uh, Dexter Loomis resolution. Yes. There was nothing, sa- nothing Friday, obviously nothing Saturday on the pay-per-view, but on Raw, it was finally the match between Dexter Loomis and the Miz for not only all of the money that the Miz owes Dexter Loomis. Correct, but the WWE contract that Dexter obviously more than deserves uh, yeah I, mean, I, <laughs> I although you gotta wonder how was he in nxt that entire time and then now he's on tv again and they're like nah he's not on contract he shows up so we're gonna have a match with him with with a guy that's not under contract yeah and i feel like they dragged this way they too did. far as well i enjoyed the weekly stuff about it though i think they dragged it too long but i think they realized they need to put it after SummerSlam. i agree uh, yeah survivor series i agree and it didn't pan out well no 
but yeah, it was I, a fun match when they finally <laughs> did get to lay hands on each other. And, I did like that. You know, they didn't... Johnny comes in and I guess he just speaks for him. I almost I, said Sam, but I, I do like that. Yeah, Sam Shaw. <laughs> I do. I, I do like that. They gave it. Uh, you know, they went with the comedic kind of styles of of, yeah. the, of the Miz. You know, <laughs> can what we I mean? talk like, about one thing that was very comedic that I think we re- rewound twenty times, and before oh, yeah. we even watched this, we watched it again. What was with that C clamp? That was a big C clamp. I'm not gonna lie. I looked at that and I was like, "Damn, that's like a that's like a sixty five dollar C clamp." <laughs> Number one, okay. Number one, oh, I'm a very God, mechanical individual. I do a lot of things with. I, I can. I'm very mechanical, so a, a lot of that stuff makes sense to me. The clamp that that man put on his head. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you must have the twisting ability with your wrist of a, of an infant, because if you were really applying pressure to that poor man's head, it wouldn't have crushed your head like Corey, Corey Graves, Graves made it out announcing. To be. <laughs> But it would definitely hurt. And then he pulls it off like, whoop, like it was Which bunny ears. how badly attached it actually was. It was, I loved it. Like, I, I really, <laughs> I, I liked this feud at first, and then I hated this feud because it just went too long. Yep. But the resolution was good. I liked that Johnny Gargano it was, was not a part of the match that had nothing to do. It wasn't, no. he didn't come out and kick the Miz's feet out from underneath him. We or, didn't need that. It um, just needed to let. Dexter shine and right. he did and he ended up actually picking up the win here which I mean now let's needs- be real here did we at any point in time think that Dexter wasn't going to be able to win this and oh no get the the WWE contract oh no he was definitely coming now I need Miz to turn around and make Dexter Loomis his tag partner and now you put them up against Johnny Gargano and Thomas Ciampa or Thomas no Tom- Tommaso Ciampa yes in DIY and have that be a feud okay I'm into it. I I, re- I like the, I don't know. Miz could speak for I Dexter, hate the Miz. too. I hate the Miz. I cannot stand That's because he's good at what he, he does. It's the same, Jer- it's the Jericho effect all over yep. again. The he's Miz good at what is he does. just as good as Jericho was in his day because he can oh, just come absolutely. out and change something about him, change something about his attitude, change something about his outfits, the way he talks, the way right. he does things. I've got big balls. I've yep. got the Whatever you give wife. him, he'll go with it. It's the greatest. He is so good at being an asshole and he, he really- is. If you knew him from, not I knew him, but if you saw him before his WWE career, that's what he was. He was the he was in Real World, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it was. Real he was World, in yeah. he was in some, one of those MTV reality shows. Maybe and Road He Rules was an asshole. He was an absolute dick. All and, he kept saying was that this was his dream mm-hmm. to be a wrestler, and, and here he is. And, you know, he started off in that. I think he realized TV persona. I think he realized that what he had that that ability to not care about what he was saying that he didn't care that he pissed you off or right. He, he irritated this person or he rubbed this person the wrong right. way. The capability of being able to do that translates so well into wrestling because you not only have to worry about the opponent that you're talking to, but every person in that building is staring at you. You have right. a microphone that amplifies your voice a thousand times so everybody can hear every little mistake you make. So you've got to, I think he really like is able to take that ability and just be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just an asshole. Outside of it, he probably is the nicest fucking guy in the world. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but he's there to be an asshole and he's there to put people over. God, and he, he did a really good. good job. He actually took a really bad elbow drop through the table. That was so good. Oh my God. I love Dexter Loomis. I Dexter love his hit wrestling it so style. hard, but Miz knew how to sell what Dexter mm-hmm. was doing to make him just. Miz look definitely got fucked up a little bit. He so a, much better. He had a nice little cut on his abdomen when he, he was did. stealing that money back from that but kid. But let's talk about the ending, which is what you're talking about now, yep. which was by far the best part of the match. So Gets at the, the end. Yep, Dexter Signs the gets contract. the pin. He, actually, he makes uh, Miz tap. That's right. Believe That's it or right. Not. So Miz taps, and he gets uh, he gets down out of the ring. 
Adam Pierce is standing there and he's like, here's your WWE contract. Welcome Dexter to Raw. signs it and he goes, here, this is this is what you're owed. And yeah. he hands him the money bag. In a Louis Vuitton bag. Yes, that Miz owed him. And he walks away, he's kind of looking at it and he starts handing $100 bills out to all the kids. Yeah, 100% did not hand it to anybody over the age of probably fucking 13. No. Except for that one kid. He, smart kid. Held it up to the held it up to the uh, light to make sure that little wire, that little uh, piece of fiber was in there, so it was a legit. $100 well, I mean, bill. this money did come from the Miz, so that, yeah, I said that same thing. You put a you put one real hundred on the top, and the rest is all fake. But lo and behold, Dexter Loomis is walking around handing handing money to kids, and the Miz comes up and takes him out from behind, steal, grabs his bag, and walks over to the last kid he gave a hundred dollar bill to, and just goes yoink. Yanks it out of this poor kid's hand. You can see the glimmer in his eyes as he's like, I can't believe I actually got it. Was, it. it was one of those things that when you see the people around him after it happens, everybody like looked at him, looked at the kid, and then watched it happen. And they all went, no. Because like, I think that was his dad that they showed right, standing right next so to him. Good. He was just like, are you kidding? Johnny comes out. He attacks the Miz for one last time, puts Hits him, him on the, the ground, grabs the, grabs the Louis Vuitton bag, hands it to Dexter Loomis, and then in true... Face fashion takes the the hundred dollar bill out of the Miz's hands and hands it back to the kid. Whole crowd goes wild. Loved it. Corey calls him Johnny Blackmail. Johnny Blackmail. Loved it. Loved the way they ended this. I hope it's the end of this little feud. I hope they do something bigger and better with Dexter Loomis. Uh, I I really yeah. Yay. Good. Yay. All right. So let's jump into the next feud with the Viking Raiders and Hit Row. The returning Viking Raiders. Returning to after uh. Valhalla, the the female Sarah, Logan, Sarah right? Logan is now called Valhalla. I don't. So now we have two men worshiping one woman. That's I don't know. I, <laughs> they added know, a couple extra pieces to her, so she didn't quite look like Max the Impaler. Yep. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what I'm. What I'm feeling about this. They were like a mid card tag team when they got to the to to right. Raw the, when they weren't hurt. Vince really tried to repackage them, and that didn't seem to work. Did they? I thought that they, this was their gimmick anyways. He was, well, no, he didn't. I'm sorry. He didn't try to, try to repackage the whole entire group. He just re- tried to switch the roles and make them more of a dominant gotcha. yeah. tag team. Well, I mean, they, they were, were... mid-card, so they were trying to bring them up. So they were calling them like the vicious Viking Raiders or something yeah. like that. And, that and was, I know like, they've attacked a couple names. people, and I don't know. I just... They haven't done a lot with them. They had Hit Row come out. God, poor Hit Row. They've just been they, smash after smash. That's all that happened here. They came back. They just got destroyed. Hit Row came back to a huge, like, a lot of people popped for them. And now they're just burying them every week. They, uh, they lose against uh, Pablo Escobar. Or Pablo Escobar. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Santos Santo Escobar. Escobar and, <laughs> and that whole team. And then now they're putting up against... I, I don't know. It's like every time that they need a tag team that just needs to get their ass whooped, Hit Row is where, is where it's at. Right. It went you know? from Maximum Male Models to Hit Row. Yeah, and now you don't even see Maximum Male Models. No, which is unfortunate. For you. <laughs> but yeah, they came back. They ended up beating the shit out of Hit Row. Like you said, it was a smash fest, and they got them one, two, three. Uh, not much to say about it. Uh, following that, we, all, we have uh, the Street Profits finally making their return. Uh, they were challenged by Alpha Academy in a backstage segment. And honest to God, great match between Street Profits and Alpha Academy. Uh, Street Profits ended up squeaking out a win. Great return. They look great. I, I mean, it looks like they 
just stepped away for a little bit and came back and there was no issues whatsoever. Oh, they, no, they absolutely amazing. not. Both of them were fantastic in the ring, but both mm-hmm. are fantastic just speaking. Yep, Montez Ford looks great. I, I don't remember what his, the extent of his injury was, but. I don't remember either, but they looked fantastic. And yep. Alpha Academy always makes, again, everybody look really good. I, I like They know yeah. how to put people over. Well, you got Otis, who's a, he's just a powerhouse. He's just strong as fuck. Right. And he's finally winning matches, which is really good. So it's I, making yeah. everybody else look better because he's winning these matches. Yep. And Again, I, not just throwing up hot dogs. And then, Ch- <laughs> and then Chad Gable. I mean, you, you can't deny that what he's not star. one of the most athletic individuals on the Raw Oh, roster. absolutely. He is like the modern age Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, and he's phenomenal. got that. He's got that I will rip you limb from limb yep. ability, but he also has that shoosh, shoosh. you know, you know it's, it's great. a good balance. He, he knows his catchphrases. Yep. I, that's one thing I love about Chad he sells Gable t-shirts. he knows what his, what sells. He knows yep. when he yells shoosh, people respond with shoes. So why wouldn't you, it's like the you suck thing. Why go out there go and with you it. overreact to the, you suck. just lose your shit. Like it's, why not buy into it? But he acts like he doesn't care anymore. Kurt Angle, when he hears that, he's just oh, like, he yep, loves it. I do suck. That's I his, do suck. And that's what I mean. You know, that he finally realized that these people <laughs> say I suck, but then they're, they're just in the moment. They're loving wrestling and that's what right. you're there to do. And that's what I, I love about Chad Gable is he is exactly like you said, just like Kurt Angle. The similarities, the parallels are yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, even with the Olympic athletes right. and all, but still, it's like the great. persona, the he charisma, really... the attitude, he is just through and through like Kurt, oh, yeah. to, Kurt to me. Oh, yeah. And he's got a, like, as far as I know, he's injury free. Right. I mean, he's got a huge, huge future with him oh, as long sure. as he keeps this this going. Even if he does what he's doing and he's like a, 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 a Seamus to where he's not, you know, Roman Reigns status where he's always at the top of the sure, pile but, but he's a consistent wrestler i mean yeah within a storyline i i would be more than happily happy it, if that was my wrestling career absolutely and nobody's sad that alpha academy got the l they can take the l and mm-hmm. move on and they can be the ones that face the usos next and nobody would be like oh but they lost like they wouldn't even bat an eye at it so that's kind of the cool thing about alpha academy right. but it was fun it was yeah i liked it all right up next let's talk about the rivalry with ronda rousey and Shayna baszler versus shotzi and raquel rodriguez yeah, we had uh, a match between. <laughs> Don't sound too could excited. You, I know. Can you sound the just the excitement in my voice? Yeah. We had a tag match between. Uh, I'm sorry. No, we didn't. I'm reading my notes wrong. We had a backstage segment where Ronda and Shayna ended up attacking uh, Shotzi and Raquel, and supposedly they broke Raquel's arm, which we didn't know at the time. No, but, but definitely what? injured her, slammed her uh, arm into a case. Is that what it was? Like, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, they slammed it in a case. Um, it was like an equipment case or and something. The reason why was because they were supposed to have a tag match. They did have a tag match with uh, all four of those women uh, and Shotzi. I'm sorry, and Shayna and Ronda go out to the ring and basically say, "Oh, there's been an accident. You know, this thing's happens." It was the most awkward energy between two individuals in, in yeah, a ring. Yeah, those two it are was, very awkward to begin with. Well, but... it was it, like they just. I know they're friends, but my God, they're not good on the mic together. No, and and they don't help each other in any way. No. So it's kind of weird to pair these two together. Yeah, neither one of them have any mic Aggressiveness, I can understand that. But there's nothing beyond that. There's no energy. You don't have like a Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns isn't great on the mic. He's good on the mic, but he's not great. So when you bring in somebody like Sami Zayn, it makes sense. You make Roman look better. Roman looks Shana like... Shayna doesn't make Ronda look better. Ronda doesn't make Shayna look better. Roman looks like a guy that sits backstage for a little bit and says, okay, I'm going to get a skeleton of what I'm going to say tonight. 
Absolutely. And then just, just base it off of what the flow of the match is. Rhonda I feel looks like, like she just shows up and doesn't even Yeah, I feel like neither one of these two thought about what they were going to say when they went out there. Because even when they ended it, they're like, okay, I guess the match is going to happen. And then they just dropped the mics and walked out. Yeah. Like, well, and Shotzi came out and she was like, bullshit, I'm Shotzi. I'm the ballsy badass. Like, I'm fighting you. And she so came out and they had a match. So it was two on one for a little bit. But about halfway through, Raquel Rodriguez runs in with, a, you know, a floppy injured arm. And that's when they say, oh, you know, she's she's coming in with a broken arm. She shouldn't be wrestling. And within minutes, Ronda gets her in some crazy arm bar and apparently dislocates her elbow. So now you have a, a wrestler with a broken arm running into a match that she's obviously not going to be cleared for. And then somehow sustaining another injury with a dislocated elbow. I don't know if they're just like yep. writing Raquel off TV for a while. I don't know. Because, I mean, if you're talking about a broken arm and a dislocated elbow... Ray Phoenix was out with a dislocated elbow for how long? Months. I mean, that's awful. Like that's And that's know, not even a broken arm. That was just the no, dislocated that's, elbow. Yeah, that's just things popped out and had to get popped back in. Like we're talking about both things that happened at the same time, so Yeah, I just I don't know. I really don't know what they were doing with the with this little storyline. I know yeah, they were I trying agree. to they're trying to get heat on Shayna and uh Rondi, but I I don't think this was necessary to 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 do the the Triple H Brock Lesnar angle where he does a thing and then they're like, oh my god, they broke his arm and they add the sound effect in later. Yeah, I just, when you, I feel clearly like when you watched writing. it, you know for a fact that Triple H did not break his arm in that spot. And I mean, I did say you know it was poor writing, but look at who they had as a producer. Yeah, turns out it's supposedly Brian Kendrick. What was the, there was Brian Kendrick and another individual. I don't it, remember was, who it was uh, Jason Jordan. That's right. That's right. Which I'm. I don't know. Weird, but apparently I, I, I heard, and you know, with wrestling, you can't really believe everything that you hear. Yes, you can. Dirt um, sheets are always right. But I heard that Rhonda actually asked to work with Brian Kendrick. So the fact that anybody would want to right now, yeah, given not his history really in the past past six to nine months, yeah, um, not the he best. came back with egg all over his face at WWE. I'm sure there's other people uh, that have, that have claimed that his apologies about what he said a few years ago was not sincere and that he still kind of believes that. But I mean, what are you going to do? It's it's everybody's an asshole. Oh, sure. Um, but, I, I, but WWE just leads up to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Yeah, which was garbage. Like I can't it was even. Not good. I, I can't, and it wasn't Shotzi's fault. No, and that's that's where we get frustrated. And I think again, that's where the the hashtag fire Ronda Rousey thing started. Because she just did not make Shotzi look good Mm-mm. here, and she, she did supposedly not sell for is not going to sell for anybody that she feels like is less than her, which is unfortunate. Because she you're has... in a position to make people look better. Look at Brian Danielson. Look at Chris Jericho. They're making people look better by fighting them. This made both of them look really bad. I, but see, I don't think Ronda has that potential to make other people look better. Ronda sucks. Yeah, she but sucks as a character. She I has 100 agree. She has the only reason that she's a name in WWE is because she's had such a coveted career in MMA. She was, and I'm not taking away, I'm not saying that woman is not capable of being a good wrestler. She has the capability, the athleticism. She knows her way around a ring. She knows how to apply a lot of very interesting holds. She's very knowledgeable in fighting, but I don't see her as a top-tier wrestler. I don't see her as WWE Women's Champion material, and I I don't don't understand... Why they have the only thing I can understand is like it'd be like putting the title on Logan Paul. You're only putting him putting it on that person for the star power they have, not their capabilities, not their uh, ability to sell to an audience, not their capabilities of of performing in a ring in in high pressure situations. This was all this was a Monday Night Raw. 
or I'm sorry, this was this was a pay per view, but this wasn't even like one of the biggest ones. This was like probably one of the mo- one of the tamer ones that right. WWE has right now with only five matches. But it was a really good pay per view, and this was just it was a shit streak right in the middle of it. It was just a dirty fart. And and I'm not saying Shotzi's perfect. I'm not saying that she might not have had something to do with the quality of the match. But I mean, take that DDT on the apron from from Shotzi to Ronda. Ronda did not sell it. Holds onto the top rope. Doesn't even let the move go fully through. It is a pure example of why that girl needs to either a reevaluate how she values herself in the WWE, or b WWE needs to step in and and tell her you need to you need to sell to people right. that you don't think you should be mm-hmm. selling to. Too fucking bad. You're not here to decide that. This is a wrestling industry. We are here to entertain. We are here to make a product. And when you fuck up the storyline like that, you are ruining the experience for people. Right. Now Shotzi got knocked down a bar and she's got to work herself back up after all everything that she's been through. I mean, her career has been through enough. Yeah, this this match, I I don't know. It wasn't enough build up for it. There wasn't the the way they tried to build heat on Ronda. They used Shayna here by making them all come out of the ring, which was really awkward because they're counting everybody out like a ref should. But then when they go out into the crowd, the three of them, the ref doesn't give a shit, doesn't call any numbers, doesn't say anything. Nope. And they all just come walking back, and then Ronda Rousey just gives the Piper's Pit and the arm bar, and that's it. It was exactly like you thought it was going to be. It mm-hmm. was just not good at all. No, I didn't like it. Same. So let's just wrap it up there and go right into the Judgment Day and the OC. Before we talk about that, we got to talk about what happened previously before Smack, or I guess they aired it right before SmackDown, um, was when. Rey Mysterio had Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, he was just hanging out with his family, and doorbell rings, and he, of course, you know, when the you prodigal open up the, son. when you open up the doorbell, don't you put on your luchador mask? Of course, throw on your luchador I, mask. You don't, you don't eat with your luchador <laughs> mask on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, and, and, uh, and get dressed up in partial, you know, wrestling garb. Yeah, no, I don't with my with my family members. At Maybe my own Rey home. Mysterio really does that. Maybe he's just so like he he tries to keep that that lucha you know, mask on. His okay. kids don't even know what he looked like. It's like, Heath, yeah, it's like Heath Ledger when he played the Joker, like he really lived it and he acted like the Joker, like Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio at home. Yeah, because even he on is. on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Rey Mysterio is Rey Mysterio. With, he's family, not Rey Mysterio with the, without the mask. Well, unless, his, unless you're talking about early WCW. Right, right. Which we, if you could want to, you can just look back and go see his face. It's yeah. not hard to find. Yeah. But, uh, so Thanksgiving, he walks up to the door, opens it up and it's his, his son, he's just like, not now, Dom, like, not now. And then Rhea walks up and he's like, Rhea, like, what, what's going on? What are you doing here? And they just beat the crap out of Ray. And Ray's family does nothing about it. His no. wife's there. They're his sitting at the table. His daughter's there. His daughter didn't even stop eating food. Well, I mean, you know, don't want to rise up any ex-girlfriend history. Like, do you blame her? I wouldn't want to <laughs> mess with Rhea right now either. But And then you pointed out uh, they smashed him in the foot with a picture of. Like, of, from Raw? From Raw. Like, yeah, who the, keeps a picture of themselves from Raw, like, in their house, in a frame? But Dom just beat the shit out of Ray, and they were like, ha, 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 ha. Which is weird, because this had nothing to do with anything, because they've, like, obviously haven't been fighting for a while. Yeah, they've but been I separated think, for a little bit. You, you said it to me a while ago, and I think, again, this is just planting little seeds. So mm-hmm. that when WrestleMania comes around, we're like, hey, guess what? It's finally going to be Ray yep. versus Dom. Yep. And I, I can't see how it wouldn't end any other way. And then you've got capability of maybe Rey Mysterio retiring after that. I mean, how how Ooh, interesting I would quit. that be if Dominic 
ended up retiring his father. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially with Dominic. Or on Ray's time, clearly. Because Dominic's been involved with wrestling since WCW. I mean, with the Eddie Guerrero gimmick, I'm your your poppy. Oh, right. We actually just saw something about that the other day. Dominic with his blonde hair. But for now, we're going to turn our attention over to AJ Styles versus Finn Balor at Survivor Series. This was, again... I, I I couldn't see how you could have a bad match between these two. They're they, especially with the history they have between here, Japan, and everywhere in between. And with the OC, it's yep. just there's a lot of deep rooted history between everybody here. Two in, two wrestlers that really understand themselves each other, you know, very very well. And this was a really good match. I think after the outside antics of the Judgment Day and uh, the OC finally like calmed down, they ended up beating each other out of the uh, out of the arena. Uh, and you were able to kind of focus on the one-on-one match, which I think was a really good, because they, they did it about halfway through that match. Mm-hmm. And it gave you enough to where you had some, you know, storyline with the two factions. Of course. But then you were able to showcase two individuals on a pay-per-view stage, I'm sorry, premium live event stage, <laughs> uh, in, a, in a fashion that they'd be, they'd both be able to highlight themselves very well. Right. Yeah. The way that they, that whole uh, situation where the, everybody left went down was that Dom pulled out AJ's legs and then the OC ended up attacking Dominic and then right. they went into the crowd. And I agree with you after that happened and every, all the outside distraction was gone. The match really shine. It was a lot better because it was a little bit slow at the beginning. Well, I mean, um, this was probably a match that they said, Hey, go out there and stretch it out a little bit. Give you, you know, let's, we've got three, four hours. We need to fill with this five match card. Let's, you know, go out there and put some extra holds, you know, make it look a little bit more painful, beat the hell out of each other and, and both be down for a little bit. And it looked, that's what this match kind of felt like at times was they were just trying to fill a little bit of extra time. I'm not complaining. I, I just felt like they, they elongated a little bit of the downtime so that they could have a thicker match without having to go completely ham on, on just a singles match. Oh, sure. And having everybody just be burnt out by the end of it. But uh, AJ ended up getting the win. He did. He uh, hit him with a phenomenal forearm, and surprisingly, yeah, he picked up the win here. I really yeah. didn't think he was going to. But yeah, they've really good... they've really been pushing the Judgment Day. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. I think it was a good idea to give AJ the win here. But that also fueled. Uh, come Monday Night Raw, we had Mia Yim taking on Rhea Ripley for a one on one match. It, great match for Raw. It started off great, and eventually, which I you were talking about the rules earlier. Um, I thought this was weird. It was Rhea Rhea Ripley, Mia Yim, they, or Meechin, whatever we're calling them, any, calling her anymore. Uh, they were in the match wrestling. Uh, Dominic ended up jumping in the ring. He came down with Rhea and was about to do some, you know, heel shit when AJ came ran- running down and he attacked Dom. And all of a sudden the ref was like, oh, well, these two are hitting each other completely separate from this match. They never touched the two participants in the match. Yep. <laughs> this match is over. DQ. DQ, but a double DQ, which That's neither. That's it. I, 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 it was I, the first match of the night, so it was a weird way to start it off. So then, of I course. Honestly, I walked away for like two seconds to go put my plate in the sink and I was like, what the hell happened? You came back and the benches were clear. There was, yeah, eight, right? there was eight people, you know, fighting each other. And it ended like, up what being, the hell was going on? you know, uh, I can't remember who grabbed it, but they said, obviously this isn't over. So get your asses in the ring. We're going to have, we're going to fight AJ. right now. Yep. And they ended up having a four on four and it wouldn't be a four man versus four man. It was three. It was like a mixed gender four on four. They yep. had, but they, they let it happen. They did exactly what I wanted the whole time. Me and him. the second it went down, I was like, Okay, they got to let Rhea mm-hmm. come in with one of these guys. They've got well, to do it. And they were teasing like they were going to, and they didn't for a while. And I was like, they're not going to do this so that if Rhea tags in, Mia tags in. Like, come on, don't do that. And nope. then they made a mention of it, and they let Rhea come in, and it was amazing. Rules, she got a couple really good shots. Rules were very Anderson. laxed. We will see a little bit more of, of mixed matches between a male and a female. I mean, I know you're, you've been a, a voice of, of trying to get that to be a thing. 
We've seen it a couple times in the indies, so it would be really nice to see WWE kind of move into that territory a little bit. I'm not saying we need to have men and women fight every single time and have, you know, massive men take on tiny little women and vice versa, but... No, but I think there's a time and a place for it. I thought this was a really good time for both because Mia Yim ended up taking out Finn Balor, which was really cool, so it was... It was good that both of them got shots on right. on each other, but they didn't have to get laid out. Like right, right, you know, and it wasn't in excess uh, like it Raw's was a, war. Like when we watched it when we were kids. Oh my and, god, you know, putting women through table. Yeah, exactly. It's the Dudley Boys and and uh, Trish Stratus. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, there's a, there's a multitude of lists of people of women that have gone through tables. Yeah, didn't, it didn't need to be that here, but uh, it ended up being a really good match. One of the biggest spots, and I'm not the biggest Damian Priest fan, but he had a really good. Uh, South of Heaven is what it's called on Luke right. Gallows. Which is just like a modified choke slam. Yeah, exactly. But there were some really good spots here. I think both of them really shine, and Judgment Day ended up getting the win here. So I guess it's a good balance for Judgment Day and OC. And I'm sure we won't see the end of these two factions fighting at it. I'm kind of hoping we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I, but WWE <laughs> probably not done with it yet. No, I don't think so. Let's talk about Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. This is a good match. A lot of people didn't like it. Again, you know, Twitter's harsh when it comes to things like Twitter's this. Twitter's a fickle bitch. I enjoyed this. This one got me to actually stand up and go, holy shit. I have a holy shit one and ending in all capitals at the end of my notes for this one. Yeah, it was. I, I, it I got did me. not expect Austin Theory to walk away with the win here. I did not either. But I think it was the right move. I think we all doubted Papa H. And now Papa H probably as soon as that th- that one, two, three hit, he was <laughs> probably H. lighting up a cigar and then, you know. WWE headquarters just giggling to himself saying, ah, he's fucking marks. I guess call me a mark then because that one got me. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm the definition of a mark. So they got uh, me. Look, I just want to take a moment to talk about a weird spot that happened here. So Bobby Lashley put Seth Rollins into a hurt lock and then Theory puts a chokehold on Bobby Lashley. It was yep. like a human centipede. But then you, what about the, the double hurt lock? Yeah, that too. He put Seth and Austin in a hurt lock, and I was looking, I think it was, I think Austin was on the front, and he just looked awkwardly with his arms up in the air. There's no <laughs> way it could have hurt. And I couldn't imagine what Seth, Seth felt like, because you were at that point where both, or all three men were sweaty. Oh, yeah. And you've rubbed up against somebody who's sweaty at a show, and it's just like that gliding, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine what Seth felt like in between two big sweaty men. And these are guys that are go shirtless, so. Oh, yeah. And hairless. Yeah. Everybody's... Actually, doesn't Seth Rollins have a bunch of chest hair? Seth has some chest hair. Oh, so that means that Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley were rubbing up against a Brillo pad. Pretty much. Oh. But yeah, Ugh. no way that hurt either. Wrestling ASMR. Absolutely no way. Um, great match, leave though. Leave it to Seth. He had a great pedigree on, on Bobby Lashley. That was also a great spot. Uh, but there was what I think was definitely the spot of this match. Seth took a moment and, and evaluated his surroundings and realized that he could use theory for momentum. He jumped off of Austin Theory's back because they were both down on all fours and then curb stomped Bobby Lashley. Oh, that's right. Because you thought wow, they were going to do it. You thought it was going to be a double curb stomp. I thought a double curb stomp. Like, no, that's, jump some ja- up. that's some Jackie Chan shit. Yeah, jump yes. up and hit two curb stomps. I've been stomps. watching too much NJPW to think that that was going to be pulled off, but it was still a really good spot and I enjoyed it. It was good. But the whole that, match was he, all he didn't win it after that. They won it. I don't know why people. Yeah, he ended up hitting that, and then Theory was able to recover in that moment and hit Seth Rollins. And I think he ended up. I don't even remember who he ended up pinning. To be honest, with you. I think he went. He, he pinned Bobby Lashley. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's it too. Um, but it doesn't matter. He won. They got us and proved everybody wrong. Monday rolls around, and he comes out 
with, I mean, honest to God, with his nuts hanging out of his shorts, just swinging them left and right, saying, I told you so, I told you so, and lo and behold, the savior of wrestling. Is that what he's going by? I don't even know what he's going by anymore. I don't know, but he, uh, he made Seth the wrong Rollins move. Seth Rollins came out. He did, because Theory made the wrong move by saying that he was the face of Monday Night Raw. Yes, and we and all know everybody that. wants to be Austin Theory. Yeah, which Yikes. right now, probably. <laughs> Real quick. What was Seth wearing? Oh my God. I, I, it's, I saw somebody tweet out, it was, he went shopping on the Sheen website and bought like the Black Friday holiday special. <laughs> it was some lacy... Tight. I am, don't know where you find an outfit like that. <laughs> I don't know why Seth... I, Seth must be looking at these outfits going, I'm going to have the internet buzzing about what I'm wearing. Oh yeah, and it works. Oh yeah. Because when we were live tweeting on you know Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod... <laughs> Always with the cheap pop. Always. Uh, so many people were just talking about that. So it's oh a good God, it way so to get good. people oh, of course. You get buzzing about shit, uh, you know, the match without actually having to wrestle. It wasn't even a match. It was just a He's a, a revolutionary. He's yep. a visionary. That's it. The visionary. I mean, I understand it now. The Rock did the same thing. Flashy everything. He had the eyebrow. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just every Think single time. Think about it, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. Limousine riding. $2,000 silk shirt. <laughs> $80,000 Rolex. Yep. Kiss stealing. Woo! Woo! So, uh, Seth basically challenged Theory for the title again. Mm-hmm. And right in, you know, classic one-on-one promo, Theory looks him dead in the face and goes, I'll fight you on my own time, and then walks out of the ring. Classic. Just so good. <laughs> so good. And they're really wrapping it around that, you know, calling him kid thing. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be Austin Theory and Seth Rollins here soon. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. I love me some Seth Rollins, and I, I tell you what, Austin Theory's grown on me. Oh, absolutely. Vinnie Mac was right about, about Austin Theory. He was. And one thing that's really cool, if you don't follow him on Twitter, uh, Austin Theory, he posted a really cool picture of himself 10 years ago, and then, mm-hmm. you know, just the other day, and basically said, enjoy the ride, don't worry about the transformation. Yep. And it was just like a literal kid versus who he, who oh, yeah. he is now. Oh, yeah. Great. He's, he's developed so well, and he's, he's really, I think he's going to be a really good asset for WWE going on. Oh, absolutely. Him and MJF are going to be the future of wrestling. Oh, 100%. Talk about the future of wrestling. Let's give some love to Ricochet, my boy, and talk about him facing Braun Strowman. Now, we talked about this a little bit previously, I think in our last podcast together, about how it seemed like from a long, mile long away, ago. a long time ago, I can still remember. Uh, we talked about this, and... <laughs> We said that it looked like it was pretty damn obvious that Braun was going to win this one. They look like they were really pu- they're really pushing Braun just with with Gunther and like the way that they've been setting it up. Yep. And this match happened. This is the semifinals was, in the SmackDown World Cup tournament. And this one it lined right up with that vision that it did. Gunther comes down, goes. He's you know kind of distracts Braun for a little bit. Imperium jumps up on the ring, distracts Braun even more, which. It allows Ricochet to get a quick roll up on Braun Strowman, and even though his shoulders were not down when they did no, counter they that were pin, not. we just watched it. Ricochet gets the win over Braun Strowman, which blew me blew me mind blew me mind. It blew your I'm a mind. pirate. It got me too. I really didn't think that's the way it was going to go, but I think this was a very good move and and definitely payment for what he said about these flippy floppy dudes. Yeah, breaking down the fourth wall. Papa dude. H, Papa H, coming in again. <laughs> not only. Rectify, you know, right in the ship, but he's, you know, dealing out some punishments that are not terrible. No, you you, you just lose this match. But at the same time, I feel like they're setting up Gunther versus Braun 
for after all this, yes. But then what's the point? I don't know. What is the point of having now Ricochet? You're... He's going to go fight Santos Escobar in the, in the finals for the SmackDown World Cup mm-hmm. tournament to face Gunter. Why have these two go and face when you're clearly building up the whole thing with Braun? It kind of but... it, it puts writing on the wall that Gunther's probably not going to lose the title. I don't know, because I kind of it made me feel the opposite. It made me feel like Gunter is going to lose the title, and now they're just going to have him feud with Braun Strowman. Okay, I could see that. Could go either way, but I don't know. Braun feels... didn't lose because he was the underdog in this competition. He lost because of the distraction by the Imperium. Right. So that's how all of that went down. Um, Gunter walked down the ring, distracted him, and Ricochet just got got lucky a lucky pin, rolled him up. Yeah, uh, and it was it was okay. Match was all right. I think we're definitely turning Braun face. Oh, they're trying to d- get some heat off of him because yeah. people are not liking him. Oh, they really aren't, me included. But it looks like they're Papa H, as you just described him as. Papa is, H. Uh, taking this opportunity to turn him babyface because the Imperium come into the ring, as we said before. They were kind of uh, distracting him to make him lose. But they end up, everybody ends up attacking Braun. And Ricochet has to do the, uh, you know, classic I'm a face. face thing and be like, I have ah, to do I'm this. a face. I have to help. So he comes down and he helps Braun. Uh, Imperium kind of take off and Braun takes the moment to raise flippy floppy Ricochet's arm up. Yep. Giving him the props that he deserves. Definitely giving him the props he deserves with him going on to the finals facing uh, Santos Escobar, who won the match against Butch on SmackDown. Right, right. And during that match, while they were having their one-on-one match, it was, you know, actually a pretty clean match between the two of them. Um, you saw on the Titan Tron, there was an altercation between the bloodline and the brawling brutes and the entire, anybody that was around the ring can't recall who was, they all rushed to the back. So again, that eliminates the outside interference, but you had the backstage brawl. Santo Escobar ended up getting the win because Butch was distracted because he wanted to go back there and help. Obviously he was in a one-on-one, you know, situation Santo Escobar got the advantage of it and he ended up getting the win. It was a really good backstage segment with uh Sami Zayn he was knocking on Roman Reigns door and KO comes up behind him and stops him says he needs to basically watch his back with the bloodline right uh because the bloodline's going to double cross him so he needs to do it before they do yeah basically told him you need to need to yeah double cross him before they double cross you exactly um which but- Jay heard yeah, the camera panned back and Jay was listening on the other side of the door mm-hmm. um, when everything was all said and done and Kevin Owens kind of walked away after Sammy didn't really say much. Um, Jay opened up the door and was like, hey, have you talked to anybody since you've been here? And Sammy was like, no, um, I just got here. I- I've only talked to you. Right. And Jay was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, man. Like, Knowing damn well he was lying. Why not? Knowing he was lying. Um, so later on, Jay ends up bringing this up to Roman. Was like, mm-hmm. hey, like. He lied to me. What the hell? And Roman what are we was gonna like, do about okay, this? I got this. Let me handle this. I'm the head of the table. I'll figure this out. I'll know when I talk to him face to face if he's lying or not. Right. So he, te- he turns over and of course, you know, Paul's there. He's just waiting with the titles. And he says, Paul, call Sammy Zane. Sammy gets called into the, the room with yep. Roman Reigns and Roman just hits him with it and is like, hey, did you lie to Jay? And Sammy didn't sugarcoat it at all. He's like, yeah. And the reason, the reason why he states is because obviously the, uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus had a match with the Usos the night that he ended up talking to Kevin Owens. Right. Um, and he did, he said that he didn't want to distract Jay, that he knew that if he did with the trust issues that Jay has with him already, he was, it was going to distract him from the overall goal. So he figured best case scenario, I, I fibbed to Jay real quick. 
I admit it later on. Everybody's, you know, right. better for there it. There was good intentions. You know, mm-hmm. he didn't want to distract from the match. So, right. uh, real quick, we'll talk about the match. There, it was, a, it was a really good match. It was exactly what you thought it would be. But there, there's no reason to go through it step by step. The important part of this was to establish that Sami Zayn might not be able to be trusted. And I think Jay's obviously thought that from the beginning. Right. Exactly like we were saying, this whole Sami uh, not being able to be trusted leads right into the Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos match for the advantage as far as numbers go for the War Games match that ends up happening. Right. Um, so this bled into it perfectly. Uh, Sammy was going to give Jay the title belt and Kevin Owens ended up coming up behind him and told him not to, you mm-hmm. know, typical, don't do this. You're better than this. Hey, this sounds like uh, an AEW storyline. <laughs> At any rate, uh, the ref ends up kicking Sammy out because he sees Sammy with the title and um, KO ends up hitting Jay with the stunner, which leads to Sheamus hitting him with the brogue kick. And that gave Sheamus and Drew the advantage that they definitely needed in this War Games match. That will bring us into the main event of War Games Survivor Series, where it was the bloodline taking on Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, the Brawling Brutes, and Kevin Owens. This was a really good match. It really was. It really was. I don't know if you heard, uh, I did hear that Roman Reigns was very upset towards the end of this match. Uh, There was an unplanned spot, and I finally looked up what spot it was. It was the spot when Kevin Owens slaps the ever-loving hell out of Roman Reigns. He apparently Mm -hmm. caught him in the ear like slapped him in the eardrum and that wasn't a planned spot. So I guess when they got to the backstage, he was heated. Nothing happened. It's not, we're not having WWE brawl out. No, no AEW. Nope. Nope. It was just, he had some, some (laughs) not so nice things to say. Uh, people are rumoring that might affect Kevin Owens plans for the future. Who fucking knows? Uh, but there's overall, there's a great match. Um, they did a lot of character development with the whole Sammy Zane. They did. Um, because it started out with, Butch and Jay were the first two that were in the, right. in the ring. And then shortly thereafter, they ended up sending Sami Zayn out. Well, Roman stopped Jimmy from going out there and right. sold. Who wanted sent, to save his brother, of yep, course. Sent out Sami to just kind of test the waters. Like, if you're going to be part of the bloodline, yeah. you're going to be the How bloodline from the get-go. How are you feeling? Right. You know? Apparently, he was feeling pretty oozy. He was feeling very oozy. Uh, the match went on. It was a great match back and forth between everybody. Uh, but in the end, you saw altercations. Between all everybody, but the best ones was when Kevin Owens was getting was gonna get the pin on Roman Reigns, and who of all people but Sami Zayn stopped the ref from getting the th- the third count. Yeah, he hit the one, he hit the two, and then Sami hit him, hit the ref, and the ref was definitely gonna hit a three. Yeah, and, and I f- think that was the the turning point where Roman was like, okay, like, right. Well, not just Roman. I think this is really happening. Not just Roman. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens had words, and then Jay came around. Sami went to hit him. With the with the last you know move of the of the match on Kevin Owens and he looked over at Jay and said go for it left it open for Jay yep to after hit he the gave f- him the low blow by mm-hmm. the way yeah that's right that's what it was uh, hits Kevin Owens with the low blow leaves it open for Jay Jay hits the frog splash for the one two three and pins Kevin Owens to win the men game men's war games and I- the the one of the finales of the year. There was Sami Zayn. He was looking at Roman. He was looking back at Jay and Jimmy, looking at Solo. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, what do you what guys do you th- yeah. think? Have and I proven myself? Roman comes in for the hug, and here comes Jay. Yep, out of nowhere. And the warmest, sweetest embrace. Jay good. hugged Sammy. Now I do. And ha- he no longer is the honorary Ooze. He is. 
What is he? He is the Ooze man. Is he? Is is he an Ooze now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are we talking Sammy Uso? He's in. Apparently, I don't know because Solo Sokoa didn't exactly look like he was super happy with everything. Mm, I think maybe the ancestors sent him. (laughs) 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 He did not hit the We the One. No. No, we he didn't. He wasn't even looking. No. He had the Alexa what? Bliss so- days, you know? Solo's got that, that look to him anyways. He does, but he was not hitting the We The Ones. He was but, not about that warm embrace. But the bloodline, of course, get the win at War Games. Uh, that rolls into Monday night when the bloodline comes out. They start cutting a promo on how We The Ones, we came in, we whooped ass, we, you know, and it was a big celebration between, with, with Sammy. And right. that's where that's where you saw a little bit of burner, dissension between <laughs> between Solo Sokoa and the rest of the bloodline <laughs> when Kevin Owens comes out. Right. And, you know, of course, Sammy picks up the mic thinking, oh, you, you're going to come out here and talk shit. And he says, "Nah, I'm done with you, Sammy. Like, yeah. we're done. Like he, he nope. said we there. It was salvageable. But now nah, I'm done with you now. Yeah. But. Now, before KO came out, Jimmy actually said for the first time ever, there are no cracks in the bloodline. Yep. And that cued Kevin Owens. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He said he was done with Kevin Owens. He never wants to fight against him or with him ever again. Right. But he ended up, uh, Jay stood in front of Sammy and said, well, if you got a problem with Sammy, you got a problem with me, which set up a match for later on, Jay versus Kevin Owens. A great match between the two of them. Um, again, it's nice to see tag teams. Obviously, Kevin Owens isn't a tag team, but Jay Uso uh, doing singles competition. Yeah, it's just at like the a, main event of like Raw, too. That was great. I mean, it's, it's great to see tag teams split up and do singles competition. Yeah. Uh, this was a great match between the two of them. Absolutely. And leave it to Sammy to be nearby to remind Jay that you are the main event. Main event Jay. That's right. He called himself main <laughs> event Jay. They never said that he they did. were going to be in the main event, but he did call himself main event Jay. And obviously Papa H was like, well, if you're going to be main event Jay, we've got to put you in the main event. I, I mean, it makes sense. But uh, it, was, it was a great match. It was a really good, solid back and forth. And Jay really... He really got to shine. He got to shine. He hit every super kick he could. Oh, I yeah. don't even know how many he hit. Probably like five or six. He oh, tried yeah. everything he could. Yeah. People who give the young bucks are hitting super kicks all the time. Obviously, have never watched the Usos. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was insane. Um, but Solo, like you said before, he was stern faced the whole time. Yep. Uh, uh, but, Jimmy and Sammy were there, but I mean, Solo was just like. Oh, they were all about. He was out of it. About being a family. But um, Solo, after again, looking stern faced, actually tried to help out here. He pulled KO's legs out while he was distracted, trying to help. Uh, Jay get the win, but KO actually ended up hitting Jay with the stunner and taking the win on this one, which I really think is just further setting up Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. And hopefully we will see Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens in a future pay-per-view. I know uh, we don't have a pay-per-view until Royal Rumble. So, I mean, that would be a huge six, eight weeks buildup for a match like that. Yeah, or build it up until WrestleMania. That's a four-month buildup, though. That's a huge buildup. Hey, this could be the time. You think they'd drop the title to Kevin Owens off Roman Reigns? I mean, no. My gut instinct says no, but at the same time, it's like it's got to end somewhere. Like, where is it going to be? Yeah, that is true. But uh, besides that, uh, that night or Monday Night Raw, we had Riddle and Elias. They challenged the Usos for their tag team championships because they've been on such a roll lately. I'm excited for that. That's going to be fun. Uh, Two completely different styles of wrestlers, which is super fun. A non-tag, non-traditional tag team partners against two partners that have been together for probably their entire lives wrestling yeah um so it'll be good it'll be good but uh i think that's gonna do it for tonight we've covered everything for the past three days of wrestling with wwe it's a lot of stuff it is a lot of stuff but a lot of good stuff coming up we've got dynamite tonight you'll be seeing this at some point yeah i happen to be uh perusing the internet and see that AR Fox did officially sign with AEW, which Good for him. 
huge win for not only AR, but AEW. Oh, yeah. But he will be facing uh, Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship tonight. Yep. That's going to be great. And or last night, depending on when you listen to yeah, this. Yeah, depending on when you listen to this. We also get to have the blessed opportunity to see Dax the Axe face Brian Danielson. So oh, that's going to be There's fun. some really fun stuff coming up. And then, of course, we've got SmackDown later in the week. We'll take a nice big breather, and then we'll be running right into ROH Final Battle next weekend. So, Got a lot of, a lot of developing stories on that, too. We'll talk about that probably a little, a little bit later this week. But I think that'll do it for us. Yeah. Thank you for uh, listening. We appreciate you. Please, as always, follow us on Twitter at CAW Wrestling Pod. And me as well. I am at A Bacon Party. I am at Gunk Dudley. And every week we do live tweet at CAW Wrestling Pod. Uh, come on, join the fun. Please talk share, with us. We share funny your gifts input. and stupid things. And yeah, just don't be a jerk and tell me to change my Twitter handle because I made a joke about AJ Styles looking like Goofy. I mean, I mean yeah. he looked like Goofy at the pay per view. I get the whole idea behind it, but you know, sometimes I have my opinions and people can't understand that I'm just joking. So yeah, don't tell me to change my wrestling, again my the, Twitter handle. Twitter's a fickle bitch. <laughs> again, for listening, uh, join us in a couple days when we talk about the rest of the week, and we appreciate you. See ya. All right, now let's talk about uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Why? Because they were having the finales match for the SmackDown World Cup tournament. This is the semi-finale. Semi-finale? No, that was the finals. You're right. You're right. I'm thinking wrong. That's okay. Do you want to redo that? Yes. (laughs)